Welcome to the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon. And what fills you is the presence of God. What fills you is God Himself. What fills you is what's in the Spirit. With Pastor Jay Petty. We're supposed to be taking the Word of God and allowing the Word of God to have dominion in our hearts. Join us here each week for the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon Podcast. And He's given us the ability to live this life in the fullness of His kingdom and walk in that dominion and be free. Now let's join Pastor Jay Petty for this week's Sunday Sermon. We've been talking about the kingdom of God and this is the end of this particular series. So I want to start out with Romans 14, 17. And uh, it says the kingdom of God is in the Holy Spirit. That's really what it says. There's some other words in between it, but it really says the kingdom of God is in the Holy Spirit. That's where the kingdom of God is. It's in Him. That's where you find everything that you're looking for is in Him. The righteousness and joy and peace are found in Him. Whatever it may be that God is offering you is found in Him. It's in the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God has authority and power and dominion in the earth. Why? Because Jesus reigns as king. When Jesus came to this earth and he took sin, he purchased sin, it gave him the right to have dominion in the earth and dominion in you and me. But how does he do that? He does it through the Spirit of God. He reigns through his Spirit in the earth, in you and in me. Now there's a difference of him just being in us and us being in him. I want you to see that. We're baptized into the Holy Spirit. That means we're saturated, covered, completely covered, by the Holy Spirit, by the power of the Holy Spirit. But that's not the same as us being in Him, being in Christ, living in Him, walking in Him, being where He is. Now, let me tell you that when God created man, He created him in three parts, spirit, soul, and body. When he blew his breath or his spirit into man, man became a living soul. Now what that simply means is that man, that part of man was like God. Except the difference between man and God is that man didn't know evil. He didn't understand any of that. He was innocent. He had an innocence to him. And so, but he had this unbelievable uh, power to have dominion over the earth. And that's what God gave him. God gave him dominion over the earth. So he named everything. He named the trees. He named the plants. He named the animals. He named the fish. He named everything. Because God gave him dominion. It was under his rule that that man ruled the earth. The problem with man in those days was that They could only not do one thing. 
Well, I wish that was that easy for us, huh? Not do, just not do one thing. They could not have or eat or partake of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. See, Satan deceived him. He said, you'd be like God, knowing good and evil. Oh, what a, what a, what a, what a sucker punch. And it really was. Because the whole intent of, 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 uh, of, of Satan was to steal from man the dominion in the earth. He was on the outside. Until that point when they disobeyed what God told them to do. And then what happened? It happened in an instant. Everything that Adam was, spiritually, was gone. It was gone. That dominion power was gone. And all of a sudden he found himself knowing good and evil. What was the first picture of that? He realized they were naked. And so when you look at what God is doing, what God has been doing from, uh, from that point until the day of Pentecost was to bring the kingdom of God back in so that the kingdom of God could reign in the hearts of men and women so that the kingdom of God could, really could, take over and push the enemy out. Jesus is the king of this kingdom. And his Holy Spirit is the power of this kingdom. And how we reign in this kingdom is through the Spirit of God. We reign in the Holy Spirit. We are empowered in the Holy Spirit. We're transformed in the Holy Spirit. For what purpose? To have dominion. To have true dominion. Yes, we're fighting that little foe. His name is Satan, and we're always fighting him. Remember what they call him, the father of lies. Remember that. Everything he does, everything he says, everything he tries to do is all about deception. We're not supposed to be listening to what the world says. We're supposed to be listening to what God says by his Spirit. We're supposed to be taking the Word of God and allowing the Word of God to have dominion in our hearts so that we know the will of God, so we know the purpose of God for our lives. Boy, we get so distracted, don't we? Come on, man, we get so distracted. Our attention span is about that much. Next thing you know, we're, our head is somewhere else. Our heart is being driven by something else. Just understand it's not your fault. Understand that. That it's not your fault. It's just the world we live in. So what he's saying, there are things that are found in the Holy Spirit. Righteousness is found, and that's fairness. And love is found in the Holy Spirit. And, and uh, 
peace is found in the Holy Spirit. Uh, true peace. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the peace that transcends the mind and soul. I'm, I'm talking about the peace that guards you. That when you walk through the storm, you walk through with tranquility in your heart. It is found in the Holy Spirit. It is the peace of God. Not the peace with God, but the peace of God. Filling your soul, filling your, your very being, so that you feel the strength of peace. It is not impossible for the dominion of God to work in you in that way in this earth. So what do we do? We focus on the other things. We focus on what's happening. We focus on what we're feeling. We're focusing on what people say. We're focusing on what happened to us. There's the lie. It's all intended to have one thing, is to have dominion over you. To keep you from finding the dominion that God has for you. God never meant for us to walk being battled, not the battle, but being beaten down by the things around us and our spirit. Peace, joy, deep, a deep calm, a deep, deep happiness, for a better word. That's what he has for us. But you're not going to find it outside of the Spirit of God. It's not going to happen because you're going to be distracted and it's going to rob you of the very thing that God has for you because you're going to focus on all the things you shouldn't focus on. What is that? I'll read it this way. I'll put it in this one. In Romans 8, 5, and 6, it says, And those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. That's the way the world is. What can I do for me? It's all about me. I want more. I blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's, it's a driving factor of the world. It's the lure of the carrot, trying to get you to go deeper after the things that are in the flesh. And keeping your mind occupied with those things. Now, uh, but it also goes on to say, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. Wow. See the difference? God intended for man to be ruled out of his spirit, not out of his, not out of his soul. You ever heard that piece of scripture? That the word of God is powerful. It divides the spirit from the soul. The, the, the marrow from the bone. And judges the intent of the heart. So what he's saying here is that when we begin to set our mind on the things of the spirit. Where we need to be. God begins to elevate us. 
Not only does he begin to elevate us, he begins to teach us. He begins to transform us. He begins to do amazing things in us simply because our mind is in the place that we, it should be. You're born again. That's the mind that you have. You have the mind of Christ. You have that ability to stay there. The enemy on the other end is always going to try to get you to fall to the flesh. How does he do it? He, he, he rubs you in any way again. Ever notice that? Get mad and then what happens? Your whole focus is on what made you mad. And you know better. You're saying, I shouldn't be mad. I should let this go. But, but, but it has a holy and your, your whole being is focused on that one thing. And it eats you up for about two or three days. Change your focus. Change your focus. Put your mind back upon the things of the Spirit. Start thinking the way the Spirit thinks. You know how, the word, you know how to find out how the Spirit thinks? Read the Word of God. Pretty simple. The fruit of the Spirit is love. Okay. Focus on love. Focus on agape. Focus on being balanced in your relationships with people. Focus on being fair in your relationships with others. Focus on what that means. Look at that. Think about that. Meditate on that. Get your mind back. Get your mind back on the things of the Spirit. Focus on those things. You know what happens when you start doing that? All that other stuff that had a hold of you releases from you. Starts to fade away. One of the things I, I remember in the old days is that when I was, it's like when, you cut, when you're on your way to church, how much the enemy throws at you. Did you ever notice that? People get under your skin. I mean, the, things just start irritating you. It, and then it's all about one thing. It's to get your focus where? Off of God. Off of worship. Off of what God wants to do today. Off of what God's trying to do today. That's really what it's all about. He's the father of lies. You're, I want to say something to you. Peace is yours. Joy is yours. Love is yours. Why? Because you have God in you. I like it. And it goes on like this. It says, uh, things of the Spirit. Now the sixth verse. But to be carnally minded is death. Spiritually it is death. Because you know what happens when you start thinking carnally? It feel, you feel this distance get between you and God. Ever notice that? How things just seem to get more distant. And pretty soon, you were feeling the presence of God. You were in that place with God. And all of a sudden, it feels like you're, you, you have a distance between you and Him. And you go, what is going on? Put your mind back on the things of the Spirit. Go back to the things of the Spirit. Meditate on these things, and the peace of God will be with you. 
See, you want your peace, you want your joy, you want to just love to love, you just want to walk in this place of goodness, the goodness of God. But the last part of that piece of scripture puts it this way. Um, But to be spiritually minded is life, that's the life of God, the life that's in you, and peace. So the, I'm, I'm here, I'm, I'm struggling with something going on in my life. You know, I just lost my sister, or I, I just wrecked my car, or I just lost my job, or I just don't, I, I mean, there's all kinds of things that want to creep in, okay? And where, I, where do you want to live? Honestly, where do you want to live? You want to live in that distraction? Pretty miserable, if you ask me, because there's no peace there, right? There's no peace at all in that place. It's just we're all built up in this thing that happened. Or do I want the life of God and the peace of God ruling in me? Because if I have the life of God and the peace of God ruling in me, I'm walking in peace. Not some of the time. I'm walking there when I'm focused on him, when my mind is focused on him, when my soul is focused on him. Gosh, I'll tell you what, we're, we're, we're kind of fun, funny people because it's so easy to be distracted. Doesn't take a whole lot. Just one thing. Just one thing that doesn't go our way. Just one thing that appears to be a certain way. Instead of saying, okay, Lord, I don't want to live there. I want to live a life of God in the peace of God. I want the kingdom dominion in me. What's it say? Let, let, let the word of God have dominion in your hearts. You know what that means? It simply means that you're allowing what God speaks through his word to you to rule. And if he says for me to find peace, I've got to put my mind on, on the things of the spirit, then that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go someplace. I'm going to get someplace. I'm going to get someplace and just meditate on what I understand. It's amazing you get there and you know you, you know what you see let me give it you turn your worship on and you just start forgiving it just becomes out of your soul lord just let it go i'm forgiving lord i'm I, lord i'm just letting what happened go you, you know you just start doing what god tells you to do i'm not going to judge that anymore lord I'm not going to condemn that anymore, Lord. I'm not going to think about that anymore, Lord. Lord, I'm, I, I just want to think about you. And I start focusing on whatever the worship is, whatever the song is, you know. And I begin to stay in that place and worship God in what, I, in what, in what I'm hearing. 
And I begin to sing with him. I begin to lift his name. I begin to give him glory. And pretty soon the thing that begins to take place in you is all of that stuff that, that you had when you walked in that place is all gone. It's gone in an instant. And what fills you is the presence of God. What fills you is God himself. What fills you is what's in the spirit. And there's no shortcut to that. Instead of trying to fix it out here, fix it in here. Fix it in your relationship with God. And it works a whole lot better, see. In Galatians 5 it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. That's benevolence. It's a pretty powerful word. It's joy. My word for joy is oh, 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 joy. When that person tells that joke, what's well, not dirty, but that joke that makes you laugh, and it brings an instant joy, right? But soon gone. That's it's still joy, but it's not the joy that God gives you. The joy that God gives you is lasting. The joy of the Lord is my strength. It empowers me to walk. It empowers me. They shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. And the mountains and the hills shall break forth before you. Woo! That's the way it should be for us. For the believer, it's the way it should be. But you're not going to find it in a new car. You're not going to find it in a new house. You're not going to find it in a new relationship. The only place you're going to find it is in the Holy Spirit because He's the only one who can give it to you. Belongs to you. They shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. And the mountains and the hills shall break forth before you. There shall be shouts of joy and all the trees on the field will clap, will clap their hands. The trees, you know what trees are? Those are people. 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 Clapping. Clapping. Hey, they got it. They're oaks of righteousness. Wow. So as a man thinketh, so he is. If you're depressed, you know the only reason you're depressed because you're thinking about stuff you shouldn't even be thinking about. People worry about depression. Depression's the easiest thing in the world to fix. Quit thinking about what you're thinking about. Get over there and start thinking about God. That's how it works, see. The rest of the scripture, I'm going to read it. It says... Um, Joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. And that perfect little word, self-control. You want control? Self-control? The only place you're going to find it is in the spirit. You know the thing you're fighting all the time in your flesh? It just seems like it has control over you. I'm going to tell you what you do. Go to the spirit. It's never meant for us to be independent of God. 
in this walk, in this life. It was never intended for us to be in control of our own destiny. It was, the fact is that we yield to him and allow him, as we're in him, to do it. Oh my gosh, I'll probably never, I thought I'd preach this fast, but I guess that ain't going to happen. And he puts it this way. Against such things there is no law. You're walking in this place, there's no law. We're talking about, we're talking about biblical law. You know, the law of Moses. But it also takes on something else. The law of nature. God is a God over the law of nature. He's the God over everything. And those who are Christ have crucified their passions and uh, their desires. This is my favorite part about this scripture. If we live in the Spirit, say, I'm living in the Spirit. Just say it. Because you are. Also, walk. That's the difference. The Spirit of God is in you if you're born again. The Spirit of God lives in you. But it's more than just having God's Spirit in us. It's about walking in the Spirit. That's living in the Spirit. That's finding those things that are in the Spirit. It's finding the dominion of God in the Spirit. It's being moved with by God of those things in the Spirit. We're walking in the Spirit. And you know what? God does amazing things when we're walking in the Spirit. Then I'll give you some history. Catherine Coleman. She... Uh, Started out when she was like 17 years old in ministry. But the last 10 years of her life, God exploded through her. But you know what she used to do? She'd get on her bed. She'd open the Word of God, and she would stay there all day praying. Just praying and reading. Absorbing, absorbing. The things of the Spirit. I remember seeing her when I was a kid, and she'd have that pointy little finger. My mom would be watching her on TV, you know. I didn't pay much attention, but I just remember the skinny little old woman. And do you know, she said it one day. She was out on stage, and she said it. Quit grieving, my friend. And they just go, grieving who? Grieving God, the Holy Spirit. God wants you to be free, to soar in the things of God. He didn't make it for preachers alone. 
In God, there is no partiality. What he does in one, he'll do in another. That's the way God is. He wants to do it in all of us. Just be a song we sing. Take time to be holy. Spend time often with God. I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses. And the voice I hear falling on my ears, the Son of God discloses. He walks with me. He talks with me. Along life's narrow way. And then it goes. I've got two songs going off in my head at the same time. Sorry. I got He Lives and Walking in the Garden. <laughs> but the point is, and what I'm saying to you, is that God wants a deep, intimate relationship with you. And the only way it works is when you come to him and realize where you need to live your life. And realize there are certain things that you, don't, that you shouldn't even have on your mind. That's what gets us in trouble, isn't it? Anybody in trouble? Well, why doesn't God do this? Well, the only thing I can tell you, God offers you a whole lot more than you're getting. He offers you a whole lot more than you're getting. But you know what? Your focus isn't in the things that God wants to give you. Your things are, are in focused on, why is this happening to me? Why do I feel this way? I love the things that he says in John 16, 33, these things I have spoken to you, that in me, that in me, that in me, in me, in Jesus, in the Spirit, you may have peace. In the world, out here you're going to have tribulation. You're going to have problems at work. You're going to have this. You're going to have that. Blah, 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 blah. But what you're going to find is what you're going to find in him. Even though this garbage is happening, peace should be having dominion in you, no matter what it may be. Acts 9.31 then the churches throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace. Wow. You know what this is talking about? That's talking about the people, not, not a building. It's talking about the believer, those who believe in Jesus. It's talking about you. Had peace. Peace and we're edified. You know, edified, charged up, built up, charged up, like a battery on a dead battery. I'm a battery charger on a dead battery. Being charged up, being filled up. Wow. <coughs> you know what that fill up is like? Woo! <laughs> right. 
It's about what it's like, you know. Anybody watch that, what's his name, the little, uh, the Christmas thing for Elsa and whatever her name is. And uh, the, the little snowman goes out to find traditions. And the first house it comes to. So well, our tradition is making candy canes. So he sticks it in his nose, and he goes, woo! <laughs> that's, really, that's what should be happening to us. Woo! Oh, God, the Holy Spirit just, woo, me! So, but we don't see that, you see? We really don't see that. Because we're not looking for that from him. And the only place you find it is when you go to your secret place. You close out the world. And you say, God, I'm just going to focus on you. I'm just going to worship you. I'm just going to find peace in this situation, Lord. I'm just going to let everything else go, Lord. I don't care what you're walking through in your life. God is still there. And that God is able, beyond anything you could ever hope, expect, or believe, capable of giving you the things that you need to get through. As long as you're focusing on you and what's happening to you, it's impossible because you feel the full weight of what's going on in your life. God has overcome this world. You know what he said? I've overcome. When you go to work, I don't care what kind of day it's been, you should whistle. And I don't mean whistle while you work, but maybe so. But maybe have a little joy while you work. Once you let it spread off of you and touch somebody else, woohoo! <laughs> yeah, man, let me touch you. I got something on me, man. It feels so good. Let me touch you, dude. Woo! I don't know why we think it's so impossible. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit has power to do that. I was telling someone this morning that Jesus redeemed us. You know what redemption is, right? Purchased. He purchased sin. You know what kills us? Sin. You know why we die? Sin. You know why we grow old? Sin. You know what happens when we, at different points in our life, we get sick. We get diseases. And then we die. Redemption and the only reason we do that is because of sin. I'm not saying you're not going to die. That's not what I'm saying. 
But Jesus carried your sicknesses and diseases 2,000 years ago. But you know what we are? We're moaning and groaning about our sicknesses. You want change? Find that change in the Holy Spirit. You want healing? Find that healing in the Holy Spirit. You want triumph? Find that in the Holy Spirit. For that's where the kingdom of God is, and that's where the power of God is, and that's where the authority of God is, is in the kingdom. And you're not going to find it any other place. I promise you. It just isn't going to happen. Let re redemption have its full results. Let it complete the work in you. Sin shall not have mastery over you. It shall not have dominion over you. You have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. You have been redeemed from the curse of the law. You have been redeemed. Wow. You mean there's hope for me? Oh, yes, sir, there's hope for you. Woo! We should live until we die. Really, I'm, I'm, I mean that in sincerity. We, we should live till we die. We should live till that day when Jesus says, Okay, dude, you're out of here. Have you ever watched someone die? It's ugly. I think the guy that gets out early, I said, Man, you're blessed, dude. You didn't have to go through any of that. And yet, when you look at what the Word of God says, what we're looking for is found in Him, not in the world. I should probably stop, but I'm going to do this one more. And you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the Word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Spirit. The affliction is not important. The only reason we, it's important is because we make it important. You're not, I'm sorry, trials and tribulations are, I'm sorry, it's just the way it is. You're not going to get around that. The truth is, it's not about the trial or the tribulation, it's how you walk through it. That's how you live in the midst of it. Jesus already purchased everything for you. Come on. Understand that Jesus already purchased everything for you. Why? So you don't have to walk through it. Even though you may have to suffer, you don't have to suffer in torment, you can suffer in joy. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> you can actually walk through anything in peace. Uh, what was that girl's name? Um, oh, I can't remember what her name was, but she was a woman who was, uh, her parents hid the Jews in, in the Second World War, and 
that got busted and they threw him in prison. Yeah, that girl, Corey Tim. That's what happens you get older, you things slide through much faster. Anyway, she was very, very bitter and angry towards the Nazis. And she was just filled up with hate and bitterness. One day her sister says, you have to forgive him. I don't want to forgive him. I want to stab him. <laughs> she says, you know better. You know what God wants you to do? He wants you to forgive them for what they do. Listen to what I'm saying to you. As bad as it was, and they were treated very badly. She went. She repented. She asked God to forgive them. Forgive her. And after that, she was the most pliable, lovable person to the Nazis. No matter what they did. One night, her sister had a dream and she said, we're getting out of here. Her sister got real sick. They ended up taking her to the infirmity where she passed away. She got out. Cory Tim Boone was supposed to go and be gassed, executed. But somehow things got really messed up in their paperwork. Can't figure out why or how come. And they let her go. It's all about where you live and where you want to live that produces the goodness of God in you and for you. All I'm saying to you is you don't have to be all beaten down and stressed out. Oh, the world's coming to an end. Oh, we're going to be nuked. We're going to get nuked. You hear all this garbage. It's meant for one purpose, to arouse you emotionally, to control you, to have dominion in you. And we were meant for this world anyway. Why don't we get that? We're not meant for this world. We're meant for Him. And He's given us the ability to live this life in the fullness of His kingdom and walk in that dominion and be free. Free of all that stuff that holds you down. If you're beaten up, it's because of your own head. If you're depressed, it's because of your own head. Quit looking at everything around you and start looking to the one who is able to free you. I love that song, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the most... That's not a song. 
most high. Shell abideth under the shadow of the Almighty, and I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, and my God who delivers me from the snare of the fowler, who delivers me from the enemy's trap. He becomes my refuge. He becomes my fortress. He becomes, as David said, that I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'll just give him praise. This is who God is. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. God does. His rod, his staff, they comfort me. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will, I will not fear no evil. For why? Because God is with me. I go through the waters, I will not be drowned. I go through the fire, I shall not be burnt. Fear not, for I am with you. He is my rock. He is my fortress. He is my foundation. He is my front guard. He's my rear guard. God is around me. He protects me. He keeps me by the power of his name. When I keep him in my heart. It's all yours. All of it's yours. The question is, where do you want to live? Go to the secret place. Stay under the shadow of the Almighty God. Give Him glory. And walk. And walk. In the spirit. Amen. Let's all stand up. You know, just take just a moment. If you don't know Jesus, I would encourage you to give your heart to him. Because that's where it all begins. This whole walk begins with giving him your heart. And asking him to destroy the power of sin in you. To redeem you. To wash you in his blood. To cleanse you. So that you can be his. None of the things I'm speaking to begins without that. You have to give your heart to Jesus. God has an abundance of life for you. Not when you get to heaven. But right now. You can begin to walk in those things. If you don't know him, if you do not know him, I'm saying to you today, you need to. And if you're out of relationship with him, I'm saying to you, restore that relationship with him. You do that by saying, Lord, forgive me and repent of your sins. Repent. And allow God to deliver you. Allow God to walk with you. Learn how to walk in the things of God. And if you're out of fellowship with God right now because of something that happens, let me tell you something. Let it go. Get rid of it. God didn't do it. And quit blaming him because it happened. 
well, you could have done this. Well, no, that's not how it works. Let me tell you something. Stuff happens. But God is there to help you walk through it, to strengthen you and to encourage you, to build you up, to make you stronger, to give you a greater vision of purpose. God is able to do all those things. But you know what? God, get rid of it. Forgive those people who've hurt you. Sorry. Let it be their problem, not yours. I'm going to walk you through a prayer. If you truly mean what I, this prayer, then just tell God yes. Father, pray with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, forgive me, Lord. And wash me, Lord, in the precious blood of Jesus. For I believe, Lord, that you died for me. And you purchase my sin. And you redeem me from the curse. Lord, I want to walk with you. Intimately and closely, Lord. I don't want distance between you and I. I want to be whole in my relationship with you. So Lord, I choose to forgive anyone who has harmed me, hurt me, has come against me. And Lord, I release them to you. And I release everything to you, Lord. So that I'm free. That I'm truly free in my heart, Lord. And Lord, teach me how to live in the Holy Spirit. Teach me how to walk with Him. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining us today here at the Living Waters Church in Globe, Arizona. We hope you enjoyed the message by Pastor Jay Petty. May you have a great week, and may everything you do be blessed by God.